and welcome back to the Mighty Morphin HR Changers episode 5 entitled Secure the Check but my performance ain't in check. Woo! Now that title <laughs> oh. Yeah, buddy. Fully loaded, right? Yes. Uh, so guys, on this episode, we're going to discuss the concept of performance management. So if you can just to provide a little recap, last episode we talked about scoring big on those interviews and offer some tips on how to successfully turn that interview into an offer. So hopefully by now you've either got a new job, you're in those interview stages where you're almost sure you got in the job or even just in the beginning stages, but wherever stage you are, what's next? Yes. So Devante, for me, what is performance management to you? Well, I'll give you the book version. Yeah, yeah, the book version. Right. So according to Dr. David Dorsey and Dr. Rose Mueller Hansen, two authors of performance management that makes a difference, an evidence-based approach, performance management, performance management, quote, is the broad collection of activities designed to maximize individual and by extension, organizational performance. It includes setting expectations, measuring employee behaviors and results, providing coaching and feedback, and evaluating performance over time to use in decision-making. So the overall purpose is to align individual efforts to achieve organizational goals. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It's very, right? So yes. the short answer to that is it's basically a way to ensure organizations can monitor your successes, monitor your developmental areas or needs, and it's a continuous cycle to ensure your performance is in check. You know, I don't know how else to really much put it, but make sure your performance is in check, man. Yes, make sure. <laughs> you, Ooh. We, you know, we're approaching bonus time, so, you know, we, we are always eager to get a bonus, but you I need know. to make sure that your performance is always aligned, and right? I don't know about you, but I want all my check. <laughs> Not half my check. I want all my bonus that I earn. I feel like I earned a million dollars, but, you know, hey. <laughs> right. You now, know. if a corporate offering, offering a million dollars, hey, sign me up. I know. <laughs> me, please. Me, please. Me, please. So, Meg, given your working experience, how have you valued performance management in the corporations that you've worked for? So, either positive or negatively, what has been your overall uh, view and approach towards that? Um, for me, I would say that performance management, I'm kind of iffy about the situation, really just depending on a company and the alignment and goals of the company in general. I remember working for a company, not going to say a name, but I worked there for three years and I had 12 managers. Wow. In three years. Yes. 12 managers. So a new manager would come in after a manager had either, you know, resigned or mm -hmm. was laid off due to you know, policy, procedure, process, et cetera. But I had 12 managers. And for me, I didn't think it was fair for a new manager who who had only known me for a month or two months to evaluate my performance and how I was as an individual. Mm -hmm. And so I would get, oh, what a last manager or, you know, from what I see, but I've never had a phone call with you. I've never had a conversation with you. I've never had a one-on-one -on -one with you, you're still still learning your roles uh -huh. and responsibility as a manager. So how can you evaluate me as an employee, um, someone that um, reports to you uh -huh. and 
you're still trying to get it all together. Yeah. No, you know? Absolutely. And it's interesting that you say that because with me, given large scale corporations, you're, you're bound to have multiple different managers, just mm-hmm. given the size and the nature and the organizational politics and whatever's going on in the org, yes. you're, you're bound to have multiple managers um, because I've had the same situation happen. But to that, to that point, um, rather than having a manager tell me about my performance, usually what I've done in some certain, some instances is mm-hmm. I've come prepared and basically said, here's probably what my manager is going to tell you yes. about myself, mm-hmm. but I'm going to tell you personally face to face since you're my new manager about myself exactly. and some of the areas where I see my own individual improvement. Uh, because, you know, sometimes we have managers where they, they're, view of you in terms of your areas of growth is different from what you believe. Exactly. Exactly. And, and so I think it's, it's definitely good to have those, those two-way conversations. And so when you have new managers like that, it, it, it's good to basically point out your developmental areas where you want to go, where, what isn't working for you or what wasn't working for you before, what is working for you and how you want to continue to prove in that area so your manager can from that point, take that feedback and work with you from um, that point on. I found that to be very valuable in my overall, overall, excuse me, experience. And so I definitely would encourage you next time to try, try that approach. And anyone out there who may be in similar circumstances, try to flip the script a bit. um, Mm -hmm. If if you are in that similar scenario. Yes. And I did after I think the the third manager, (laughs) I said, you know what? Let me just go get a PowerPoint presentation. Just deliver it. Hey, stand up in a room and say, hey, this is me. This is what I've done. These are my accomplishments. These are my goals. And so I learned my lesson. And so every time I would get a new manager, I just beat them to the punches. Here you go. (laughs) (laughs) That's the approach you have to take these days. I'm sorry. You do. And I would set up a, a one-on-one conversation with them and say, hey, you know, I know you're new. Congratulations. Now you're, I know you're getting acclimated to your new role, to the company in general. But hey, I'm eager. I want to learn more about you. Let's set up a one-on-one. And so after the second manager, I started doing that. So I was ready. <laughs> right, for the, the you know, eight, was, nine and ten I know, I was like, let, let me get ready because he probably going to be gone on Friday. So let me just, <laughs> just draft my new email right fast. Right. So, yeah, so that's what I started doing. And it, and it worked. They were, oh my God, Megan, no one has done this before. I'm excited. I want to get to know you. And so that allowed me to start, you know, getting on projects and them Mm -hmm. coming to me and saying, hey, Megan, I have this project I want you to be involved in. I think it would be good for your career goals. And so just try, like Devante said, just try that approach. Be um, proactive. Yes. You know, so that's what you have to do sometimes. (laughs) So all in all, this means... Get your act right and keep it intact, basically. In the corporate world, believe it or not, it's it's quite easy to lose track of your own goals at hand, individual yes. goals at hand, and even the goals you set aside in your corporation. When you enter your place of employment, you are being tracked based on your goals in conjunction with the goals of the company. Mm-hmm. For me, I've never really found this to be a challenge. However, in order for me to make sense of what it is I need to be doing from a day-to-day point of view and what my job description and outlines, the organization itself needs to make sure that their own clear goals are clearly outlined as well. I've experienced many of my friends and colleagues 
lose their dream jobs because they've been too caught up in the amount of money they've made yes. and failed to really showcase their true skill sets and what they were hired to do. Yes. And so it, it's great to make a six-figure salary. Hello, right? It, it is. <laughs> it's I mean, great to make a six-figure yeah. salary, but if you aren't producing six-figure work, that could be a problem and you will be one of those individuals in the performance management category. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so make sure you're on point. Always, always, always. And, and if you don't know what your performance is or how you're doing, that's why, like Meg said, those one-on-ones and those daily conversations with your managers are is important. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing something, you know, sometimes we get caught up and we're, we're doing things day to day that we may not realize how it's viewed upon with other people. So you may be doing something that you've been doing for years, but your manager may not really like it or you're doing it a way that they aren't accustomed to that and they may want you to try it differently so it's just good to keep those points of contact so that you and your manager are aware of the things that you're working on and if it's up to par with their standards or not exactly i totally agree and as always there are pros and cons to everything right meg right there are a lot (laughs) (laughs) and according to elaine pulakos a contributor of society of human resource human resources management sherm a survey that she leveraged leveraged in her work by watson wyatt showed that only three out of ten workers agree that their company's performance management system helps improve their overall performance so meg what is your thought process Do you think that performance management programs are ideal for high-performing organizations? Or do you think as we further advance in the 21st century that these programs should begin to fade away and we look at other ways of managing employees and their performance? What is your thoughts on that? My thoughts is that I think a lot of organizational performance management systems or rating systems, as you would say, are plagued by your three-point process. So you have, let's just say... Every company is different, right? So you may have your low, your medium, and your high. Mm -hmm. Low just means you're getting by just to do your job. You're coming in. You're okay. Or it could mean that you're not doing your job. You're not doing your job, basically. (laughs) I mean, you're just getting, getting, getting by. You know, you're really not doing your job, honestly. So medium, yeah, let's kind of flip that. So I would say low, you're not doing your job. Medium, you're doing some mediocre work. Just to get by enough, you know, for the manager to say, okay, he's okay, but he's not on your tail. And then high, just exceeding expectations. You're raising your hand for every opportunity there is. I remember working in an organization and someone told me in order to be a high achiever, you want to make sure that you color your resume and whatever that looks like, right? So whether you're volunteering with an organization, whether you're signing up to work on a project, whether you're stepping in to assist, you know, a coworker or your manager in any way possible, that's overachieving. That's high performance. So that's something that I want to be at. Mm-hmm. I never want to be a low performer. I never want to be on a medium totem a totem pole. But high performance for me is a okay in my book. Because that's where I'm getting my money from. No, I, I, I totally agree. And to your point, especially when you get in these large corporations, uh, it, it tends to get a bit difficult. So mm-hmm. obviously the low performers, they would be in the low rating category. And then you have that middle category where they're not low performing. They're doing their job. They could be very well excelling. Yeah. Um, but, you know, due to whatever standards or however the corporation views a high performer they just right in the middle exactly. and then you have those top performers who are just like you said 
going above and beyond, doing whatever they need to do to make sure they're, they're at that accelerating category or the high performing category, excuse me, can't talk, <laughs> category. And so for me personally, I don't necessarily believe that having a program is ideal but rather day-to-day conversations with your managers. It's ultimately, at the end of the day, ultimately the manager's responsibility to ensure that their employees' day-to-day work is complete and up to standard. And so I would say a big emphasis on the top-down approach is where it should start. Mm -hmm. So you have, however the organization is structured, so you have your CHRO having his top-down approach. This is how I want my leaders who, you know, my leaders to perform. Then that second level, trickles that down to the third level, the third level down to the fourth level, ultimately to get to the point where you are, whatever, whatever level you are in that mm-hmm. point. And so, yeah, I, I think it, it starts there from the highest level of leaders starting to trickle down that effect and move down. Exactly. And I don't know about you, but I necessarily don't want to have conversations with my manager when it comes to performance management time. I want to be able to... Mm-hmm go to my manager if I have a question, whether that's daily, whether that's weekly, whether it's monthly. I want to I want to set up those recurring calls with my manager so I can see where I am in the process so that I can better develop myself. So when that performance management um, conversation comes up. It's organic. It, it's, it's, yeah, it makes sense, right? And so I've achieved my goals that I set and I, and I planned six or seven months ago prior. And so my manager comes to me and say, hey, you know, you're on track. So I don't know why people wait until the last minute to have those conversations. It should be, you should be building your relationships with your managers, Mm -hmm. with your coworkers, with other teammates as well, whether that's someone who sits in recruitment or someone who sits in compensation, you should always be building those relationships because that plays a big role also in your performance management as well. Yeah, and to piggyback off that, like Megan said, that relationship building is definitely a key component because you talk to your coworkers and you work with individuals on different projects daily. And mm-hmm. so they may see something about you that you may not notice about yourself. Exactly. So when you go to that person and say, hey, Phil, I just want to ask you, pick your brain a bit. What do you think are some of my strengths and what do you think are some of my weaknesses? Mm-hmm. And they can deliver that to you. And then you go over to Sarah over here and ask that same question each approach is going to be different. And so therefore you can take those two approaches and really kind of fine tune where you see yourself best fit in the areas you need to work on. So then you can go to your manager and say, Hey, so these are my strengths and weaknesses. And these are some of kind of what my peers think. And I think I'm in this category, but you know, and you, you just, that just opens up the conversation allows you to have a very organic and fluid conversation exactly. with your manager exactly. going forward. Yes. So all the not to say this, Meg, what do you need to do to ensure that basically you're securing that check and <laughs> your performance is always in check? What steps do you have to deliver? I have four steps. All right. Get simple, simple, simple. The first thing is be open-minded. You know, make sure that you understand your role oh. and your responsibilities. Make sure of that. If you don't understand that, make sure that you sit down with your manager and say, look, I don't understand. Have a candid conversation. You know, you don't want to get into a point to where like six or seven months down the road, like, okay, I don't know what I'm doing. I didn't know this was my my job responsibility. So if you're confused, <laughs> have the conversation with your manager. Don't be afraid to ask yes. questions. Don't be, you know, sometimes it's okay. It's okay. It's okay, right? 
like you know, like we said also too, number two, have weekly one-on-ones with your managers so that you can have those organic conversations like Devante says. I mean, there may be ongoing issues. There may be some things that you need to work on as a teammate, as a person in general. So have those one-on-one conversations about you, you may have feedback to your, for your manager. Mm-hmm. You may have some concerns. You may have some tasks that you're interested in. You may want to work on. And then that's the good, that's a great time for you to get in there and have that one-on-one conversation yes, with that, your that's, manager. That is truly important. I want to go mm-hmm. into number three, Meg, because yes. I can certainly attest to this, <laughs> this next point here. Okay. Number three, don't be afraid to let your managers know what isn't working for you and how yeah. they can better yep. set you Again, you up for success. You. I can personally attest to this story because I was recently in a situation where my role and responsibilities weren't clear. And so I was extremely frustrated and it it, it was nerve wracking because I know what I'm capable of doing and what I do from a daily perspective. But the role itself, we were just moving so fast that it, it was just very nerve wracking for me. And so when I got a new manager, I definitely completed number three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this isn't working for me. This is what I need you to do. I'm not doing this. Yes. We need to figure it out together. Figure it out together. Teamwork makes the dream work, right? Yes. And then I'll go ahead and take number four okay, too, Meg. Good. Ask weekly, monthly, quarterly on how your performance is. Mm-hmm. Have you struggled with something that they've called out and you want to see if you have improved? Really pick pick their brains. You may be working on a project that they've called out something and said, hey, you're doing great, but I've noticed that you aren't following up with me regularly on mm-hmm. how the status of your projects are. I really want you to work on that. And if your manager's giving you that feedback, definitely take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. So then, like I mentioned, a week from now or monthly or quarterly where there's been some time where you felt you've made that progress, ask that same question. So how's my performance? How am I doing? I've started doing this, this, this. Have you seen an improvement in what I've been doing? This ultimately helps you grow as an employee and then to better alert you to your strengths and weaknesses as we discussed earlier. Yes, open communication is key. Yes, and we can't stress that enough. You'll you'll find that throughout this podcast, we say that a lot. Communication, communication, communication. Like with any relationship, friendship, Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) marriage, whatever, you you have to communicate. So it's the same applies in the workforce as well. Exactly. Because with the, with the, especially with the last tip Devante shared, it not only allows you to grow, but it also allows your manager group to grow Mm -hmm. as well as your organization, your business unit that you support as well. So like I said, again, make sure you have those candid organic conversations and be open to feedback. Be yeah. open. I remember starting off in my career early on, I was just so defensive about everything. And then I had to learn, Megan, these people are trying to help you. They're not against you. They're <laughs> I trying was to the help same you. way. You know, I was like, why is she? She don't know me. You know? No, no for sure. For sure. Because, yeah, I, I, I've been in that same boat before, but mm-hmm. you learn that it, it, it's only there to help you. And you'll learn that as you get in the workforce and, you know, you move from job to job to job, hopefully not. But in that instance, I know for me, I've only been in the workforce for about five or six years. And so I learned that within like my third year. (laughs) No, Devontae, I think it's been more than that. (laughs) No, it's been. Yeah, we'll keep it at that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Meg. Well, you know, again, as always, I I really appreciate you for offering those tips. Um, 
And so as always, guys, you know, we have resource offering for you. Yeah, I I love this time. I love love sharing the things that have helped me become a better person, whether that's just physically, mentally, whatever. Before we close, as always, we want to leave you with some additional resources to follow up on today's topic. So much like the podcast that we've been doing, if you're into TED Talks, we want to encourage you to check out What Makes Us Feel Good About Our Work by Dan Ariely. Mm. Dan provides a 20-minute discussion on a few key attributes that make employees excited to wake up and attend their lovely jobs every day. It's a short 20 minutes. You can listen to it in your car or while you're at work. I definitely want to encourage you to listen to that. Mm-hmm. I enjoy TED Talks because they're very motivational yes. and they're quick and it provides you with some quick insight on what you can do to better yourselves. Mm-hmm. And as always, like we said, we are LinkedIn or trying to become LinkedIn gurus here. So our influencers, <laughs> yeah. So my daily inspiration comes from a lady. Her name is Laura Mazulu. She's an HR recruiting specialist. Also, Lindsay Mustaine. She comes from the Dream Hack. And Lauren McDonald, who is known as a disruptor in recruiting. I love her. Me too. She's based out of New York and she provides some awesome stuff. She's amazing. (laughs) So if you're on your LinkedIn, we definitely want to encourage you to subscribe to their channels or add them onto your um, following base. They they give daily HR inspiration and they're truly some awesome people. And they also have a really good connection and network um, that they're tied to as well. So maybe you can find some additional resources there as well. So... This wraps up today's podcast. And if you have any questions you'd like to address, comments, feedback, or have an HR topic that you'd like to hear on this next episode, we can be reached at info at mmhrchangers.com. Again, that is info at mmhrchangers.com, where we're here to help you become the next Mighty Morphin HR Changer. Have a great day. Bye.